Hi, I'm Kathy Rhodes. I'm an executive leadership coach certified with John Maxwell and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach on leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. You know, it's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. It may be similar to another's, but it's not quite the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way somebody else did it and they succeeded at it, but it doesn't work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. Hello, friends. I'm Kathy Rotes. Welcome to episode number 25. I'm very excited once again to connect with you. And I, I just want to start off this session this time with with an explanation. You know, if you've been listening to previous podcasts, you have noticed that I've invited my handsome husband to join in on many of our discussions. Uh, but I wanted to just tell you why. Because because he's coming back again right now here in this episode. So, John, thanks for coming and joining with us. Thank you so much, Kath, for always inviting me. You're very generous in your time and letting me share some stories and some examples, some that are favorable and some are somewhat embarrassing. But thank <laughs> you so much for asking me again. Well, I've had people ask me in the past, you know, how did you guys get to do this together? And that's that's where I want to start here is, is we do the same thing. We are both coaches and speakers and trainers within the leadership content realm. Uh, we do. We used to work for the same company. And I think it is kind of different and odd that we do the same thing. But how we started this is so organic. And it was just so... Uh, so organic is the best word I have for this. Do you, how do you explain how we got started? You know, it, it's interesting you say that because I had an example just today of um, someone coming to my office and we got talking about how when things are in alignment, we may not see it initially, but if they're meant to be, it'll keep coming up. You know, I, I wish I could say that I was great at the first indication of what I should do. I jumped on it, but we don't always, we don't operate necessarily like that. But if you're on the right frequency and, and receiving the right vibration from, I don't know, the universe, from <laughs> God, whatever it may be, um, there will be opportunities. And I look back at that example onto our lives and we see the books that we read while ago on how it really came back full circle and how what we do for a living truly we don't work in a career i believe that we work in our calling and that's how i would describe what you and i do okay so i did some date crunching and i went back and and figured out that it was 20 years ago that we started on this venture of of leadership because i was i was 27 years old and i was taking a trip for work somewhere i don't know i think it may have been denver that i was going and i grabbed a book in the airport 
and it was John Maxwell's book, Thinking for a Change. And the reason I grabbed it is because of the title. You can you can say it two different ways and get two different meanings, right? You know, thinking for a change or thinking for a change. And that just connected me. And I read the book. I never had read a full book at that point in my life. <laughs> and I read it in this trip. So it was like a one week of training. And I read this book. But I was so excited about it that I came home and I shared it with you. And that's where you grabbed it. And that's that's just kind of where it went. And that's what started us in this whole this whole adventure within the leadership content and, and constant learning. And that was kind of the first domino that fell because once you read the book and you started raving about the book, I read the book and then that book translated to another book and they weren't all John Maxwell, but I, I think about some of the, the rich dad, poor dad book that we read together. You know, that's another one that, okay, I think we're on to something. So then that went to another book and then we became, I think that was the first time we became learners habitual learners, not just right. readers, but learners. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's so true. It's what's, what's great is as you start listing off different books that we read, I can tell you, I know that Rich Dad, Poor Dad was 18 years ago because I read it while I was taking care of my friend's baby and she's now 18 years old, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I know where I was working and I started the Pampered Chef business almost 19 years ago and how that has transformed our family and our life. It's exciting. And I am so thankful that I get to do this with you because we have moments in the morning we always get together and we pray together and then we we get started but honey there's mornings that we sit for an hour talking about content <laughs> we get so far behind schedule because we just can't stop i like the word you used because i and i would like our listeners to kind of lean in on what i'm about to say you said this is what we get to do yep. and there's two in my mind because i'm a simple person there's two categories. You have the gettas and the gottas. I got to go to work. I got to do this. Or I get to go to work. I get to do this. That's an entirely different philosophy. Truly, you're spot on. We get to do what we do because we work in our passion. We love what we do. It's not work, is it? It's just kind of every day is really one thing that you said one time to me is that I'm so excited. It's Monday. <laughs> think about how many yes. people say that that's true and, and isn't it that. sad right isn't that sad if we're going to spend so much time of our lives working why aren't we excited about it you're right I'm so, so thankful that I get to be excited about what I do now I remember when we worked for the same company I mean it was very common that I would say things like oh yeah last night John and I were talking about this content and that content and one of the leaders said to me one day do you guys ever not talk about work <laughs> <laughs> and and I kind of stopped and I thought well first of all I don't consider what we talk about work but no we don't ever stop <laughs> Because in, you hear this a lot in America, you know, we want to make sure we have a work-life balance. Oh, but I whatever. think that that's a misnomer. That's a myth because we spend so much time, what we do, working, that it truly becomes a part of who we are. So it's just a life balance. And for the listeners out there, Saturday nights, Friday nights, if we're 
on our dining room table, creating content, that's exciting to us. We enjoy that stuff. That's kind of what we do. And it's not a light switch that we flip on and off. It's just once you get an inspiration, hey, honey, come here, listen to this that I got, you know, this, this epiphany that, and, and then we start to really mold that lesson. And that's where our fresh dynamic topics and sessions come from is just kind of let, like you said, sitting down for an hour and just talking back and forth. It's so much fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I remember fresh out of college hearing people say, if you find what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm so thankful that I found it and I get to do it with you. That's it. That's exactly right. Okay. So you just kind of alluded to us on how we uh, create fresh content every time we talk, kind of. I this is what I want to dig into really right, right here today, because the other day it was the beginning of the year and you did some research based on the word of your word of the year and you found some really great information and you kind of shared it with me nonchalantly, but man, have I been pondering it and, and it's been building in my head because this isn't a nonchalant lesson. This is some power behind this lesson. So I am going to give you the floor to share this this piece of of knowledge that's going to be life-changing as we continue through the year 2021. Have you ever came across something or heard a song or ran into someone and and your antennas go up and you think, you know, that person's going to be something someday? Or this is really an amazing song. I could totally see it hit the charts. Well, every once in a while, when you get a thought into your brain, you may not see the end. You don't have a lot of clarity where it's going, but you feel that it's impactful, that holy cow, this this could be powerful someday. And I look in the mirror and I think to myself, well, this is can't be anything that I created. It was meant for me to just receive by whoever. Um, so what Kathy said is one of the things we do at the end of every year and the beginning of another year is we do a review on how we were with our growth plan, were we successful? And then we create and we launch and we introduce to each other our new growth plan for the following year. And we pick a word that's all encompassing of of the goals that we want to achieve. And this year, my word was inspire. Not that I'm looking after someone to inspire me, but every day, every fiber of me wants to be exhausted trying to inspire others to be the greatest version of themselves. But we don't stop there. We develop an image because we're very image driven. That's what builds retention. That's what keeps us motivated is being able to create an image. And so through that word inspire, I created the image of Mount Everest. It's my dream to to climb Mount Everest, at least to see Mount Everest. And uh, so you created that image and then you put those words inspire. I have them all over the place to remind me say, of my word. When you say you, what, what happened there to all of our friends is you found a great picture and you sent it to me and said, can you put my word here on this picture? <laughs> <laughs> because I can come up with ideas, but execution is your strong suit. So I know who to tap onto. I, I'm, I call it being resourceful, not lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the picture of Everest is my inspiration. It it, it inspires me. But then that wasn't enough. I wanted to do some research. Why am I so fixated with Mount Everest, the tallest point on Earth? And in doing that research, I came across something that was very significant. It just, it spoke to me. 
Um, and one of the things that I learned was, do you realize that 80% of the deaths that occur on people who climb Mount Everest is not on the ascend, but on the descent? Now let that soak in a moment. So what you just said is the people who die climbing Mount Everest really don't die on the climb. They die on the way down. Correct. 80% of the time, 80% of the people who died have perished on their way down the mountain. Hmm. So I got thinking about that. Okay, how can I take that? How does this, what, what resonates with me? Where's the learning lesson here? And I think about this. We just came off of one of the most adverse years in our lives. And 2020 will go down in history of, you know, the, the year of the pandemic and the, the Zoom meetings and the virtual and, and all that other stuff. And we have developed some pretty good habits that we have to. When health is invoked, we have to wash our hands. We have to be mindful of social distancing and now wearing masks to make sure we protect ourselves and individual, other individuals. But we're, we were climbing that proverbial mountain in 2020, and here we find ourselves in a new year, and everyone, everyone would love to have a fresh start, have all this stuff behind us. So then we kind of, the analogy is, is that we've climbed Mount Everest. Now, hopefully, we're on our descend down the mountain into more normal times. But we have to throw caution to the wind that we don't lose track of that focus that you obviously you have to have climbing the mountain, that we don't take things for granted, that we don't lose our focus on our way down, or we too can be injured or begin to die. Now, maybe not a physical death, but more of a, a learning or an intellectual death. I don't want to lose those habits that we have created climb the mountain. I really want to be able to carry that stuff that I've learned. And oh, by the way, I have learned so much in 2020, what to do, what not to do, how to, how to be flexible, how to look for opportunities in the face of adversity. Man, those are all good ser serving things that we need to carry through 2021. So that's what was starting to talk to me on, on descending from a mountain let's not lose that focus that we have to have when we were climbing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, I've heard a lot of comments from people who have said, Oh, 2020 is over. Finally, we're going to start to get back to normal. And you can, you can start to see and hear the more relaxed approach to life start happening. And the more relaxed approach to, to the things that we need to be careful of, you know, the, the washing of the hands, the washing of surfaces, the, the wearing of masks, and just assuming that we've hit the top of the mountain and we are on the climb down. We, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't have a physical mountain to see where the peak is. Even with the vaccine coming, coming you know, into the communities and people are getting the vaccine, I, I heard an example of somebody who got the vaccine about a week and a half ago and two days later got COVID, mm. not because of the vaccine, her husband had it. Okay, so, so it's in the house, but you're not immune until two weeks after your second vaccine shot. Which could be months down the road. Well, you're gonna get the second vaccine three to four weeks later. So you're talking okay, about okay. six weeks between the first shot and then immunity. 
it, you right. know, I say that in quotes because that's what they're thinking is is happening. Um, you know, so so just that oh, relaxing feeling you get, but is that a false relaxing feeling? Yes, and and that's where I think we can be lulled into an inflated sense of security. Yes. All right, so we're talking about huge things, the year, the pandemic, all this other stuff. Let's break it down into relevant terms that we face every day. Jeff Olson wrote the book, Spline Edge, and really he spends a lot of time talking about this exact philosophy. What do we do when we lose weight? I want to get down to X pounds, right? So I work my tail off. I work out. I eat right so that I can get to that chosen weight. And once I'm there, what do I do? The moment I achieve that, what do I do? Have ice cream? I take, I take my foot off the throttle. I stop doing that, but I know I should do it to be successful. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, I spoke to someone that they had this huge test to take um, to get the certification. They spent their evenings for a whole year studying this. This happened after they achieved that certification. They had yes. to pick up a book. Mm. Yes. We become complacent. Our reins are lazy. They're powerful, but they're lazy. So it's pretty important. I just uh, listened to a podcast from Brene Brown where she was interviewing a, a doctor of some sort and he was talking about how when we have something big, like we're going for a certain degree, we have to write a thesis for our doctorate, we have to take a test of some sort. The thing that usually happens once you're done and you hand in your paper, you get sick because your body was just at this high state of stress and, and, and it was in tune with the goal. Now that you don't have that, you're relaxing, but your body isn't matching because it's wow. still kind of going, you see how biologically this is happening. It's still kind of going forward. You're trying to relax and the body's fighting it. And finally the body just crashes and you get sick. Kind of like when we had our first child. Oh, talk about getting sick. It wasn't me, was it? You no, it were the me. one. <laughs> I got my little baby boy that I dreamt about my whole life. And we had the child, we brought him home. And a couple days later, I crashed big time because I was on such a high for so long. And my body just couldn't cope. Yeah. But you know, I think, I think here's the secret sauce that I've learned through studying this is that we have to look at our achieving our achievements or our goals as just that a goal a process and not a finish line mm -hmm. because maybe unconsciously when we cross the finish line we think we did it well in life we never did it we're mm -hmm. doing it and that's that process that's that's what this whole lesson has really spoken to me on is that it is a system of little trials and errors that I'm never going to finish and, and thank goodness, because I want to continually get better. But it's not a finish line where I can just kind of let go and relax and take my foot off the throttle. Because as in that example of Everest, people can get hurt. Mm -hmm. So let's continue to challenge ourselves. We have to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. If our goal truly is to become the best version of ourselves, that's the only way we're going to do it. It's by continually honing ourselves and getting better every day. 
So, you know, as we continue through the first month of 2021, you know, the vaccine is, is in play. Uh, it is a new year, so it's naturally a, a changeover in our minds and hopefully a new beginning. Uh, just to throw that caution out there to all of you that, you know, we, we don't know if we're going down the mountain right now. We hope we are. But even if, okay, let's say we are, be cautious be mindful of how much danger we still are in. If we let off that throttle too fast or too liberally, we could be in some big health trouble. I mean, it could affect our health. So continue with your uh, social distancing and, and the boundaries that you've set in 2020. Continue with that because we're really not out of the dark yet. Right. I, I can't agree with you more. And I really think that that's, that's more than just a public service announcement. You can take that exact thing that you just said and apply it to every facet of our lives, whether it's education, whether it's physical health, whether it's your emotional health, whatever that may be, your financial health, right? You want to achieve or you want to buy something for your homes, you're saving, saving, you blow it off. Well, we did that. Well, no. It, it, yes, congratulations, you achieved that, but let's keep working for the next thing. Well, and that's where this this lesson really has, that's, this is why it's been brewing within me and I've been pondering it because it's not just the physical world that we're living in that this lesson is affecting. As you ponder this more, you're going to start to see how it's in your, your life, your family, your business, the work, the career, the hobbies that you do. Uh, so please share with us. Share with us how it, this is resonating with you and how you're seeing this in play in, in your life. So we will, we will see you next time. See you next week as we, we dive into another hot topic here to start the new year. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook, and share this with your friends. Visit us on our websites too at unityconsultingllc.com and kathyrotes.com. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.